0: Welcome to the New Books Network. Welcome
1: back to the New Books in Indian Religions podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Raj Balkaran. More about me at rajbalkaran.com. More importantly, to get, today I get to speak with uh, Hanuman Das, who's a chairman and founder of Go Dharmic. He's also a, the co-author, along with uh, Dr. Nick Sutton from the Oxford Center of Hindu Studies, of uh, three books, um, previously The Power of Dharma, uh, Pearls of Wisdom from Hinduism and uh, brand new out in 2022 from Jayco, Moving Mountains, a guide to Hanuman Chalisa. Hanuman Das, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being on.
1: Yes, indeed. It's my pleasure. So, what is this GoDharmic thing that you're the founder of?
2: So, good question. Uh, I've spent the last decade trying to figure out what it is uh, myself but uh, dharma as my Bharata would say is uh, subtle is more... yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, hidden within the cave of our hearts uh, and, and not available just to thoughts or words alone so uh, as we try and uh, you know promote a more uh, balanced or, or realigned approach to living in the world uh, go dharmic is a request uh nick you uh, mentioned mentions co-author uh, often jokes that we should have called it go dharmic please uh, because uh you know we're all about human values and kindness and compassion and, and the values that we represent so go dharmic is a humanitarian organization uh but more than that it's uh uh an attempt to build a community uh, of love and compassion. And, uh, and I believe that every school of Indian philosophy uh, seeks to reduce suffering as its goal. Uh, that the common factor is a state of uh, no suffering. And therefore, when there is suffering in front of us, we should go dharmic to, to reduce that suffering in any way, shape or form that we can, whether that's mental or physical, economic, uh, uh, any way we can, just try to work to reduce suffering.
1: So what's the primary work uh, of the organization? Um,
2: The the primary work is to establish dharma, uh, to uh, uh, create dharmic people. uh, And that means uh, people who value love, compassion, service, friendship, truth, Uh, And then from that point, uh, feeding people, uh, ensuring that, you know, in a city like Glasgow, where there's uh, 46% um, food waste, food is thrown in the dustbin, but 36% of children are going to school hungry, empty stomachs, you know, or, you know, eating uh, uh, poor nutrition. Um, Can we work to solve that? Uh, Can we right that wrong? Uh, and so, you know, it's food distribution where volunteers have uh, distributed more than six million meals around the world through their compassionate action, developing libraries for girls predominantly across India and Nepal, uh, establishing uh, libraries, uh, disaster relief, volunteers come together to serve people who may be suffering in uh, a cyclone or um, cloudburst in Uttarakhand in the Himalayas when we have that. So the outlets are many uh, ways and means of delivering dharma or dharmic action uh, are many, but uh, the, the, the core should be uh, that, you know, uh, as Maharaja Yudhishthira in Mahabharata, uh, we want to choose the dog more than we choose uh, Swargalok or heaven or, you, you know, any uh, any choice in that way. So.
1: so it seems to me there are two levels of discourse, perhaps there's a discourse of, the humanitarian work that you're doing as an organization and the nuts and bolts thereof, and who you serve, and how you go about doing so, and how folks can contribute. And then, um, interspersed with that, uh, uh, perhaps even powered by that, is this very, um, Indic um, conception, uh, formulation of virtue, of righteousness, of duty, of dharma. Um, so th- for the second piece that overlay that's so important we'll dive into that a little bit momentarily particularly as a foyer into your co-authored books uh just for so folks can get a clear sense of the scale and the impact of what you do just as an organization why don't you share some of the statistics or the projects that you've been engaged in and the types of humanitarian impact you've affected
2: sure so just uh, purely from a uh, an impact perspective a field impact perspective if uh, uh, we talk about that, it would be you know, things like 60, 6 million meals distributed uh, around the world, mostly over the last three years, uh, predominantly over the COVID period, uh, it's been quite significant. Uh, the 100 school libraries uh, that was reached last year completed uh, across India is uh, locations where we find out the poorest schools we can find, government schools. Uh, where nobody owns anything they're they're government-owned, and uh, they've had a a long history of being underdeveloped, and they're at risk of not future development. They have high dropout rates, poor quality of education, uh, very poor facilities, so, you know, no chairs, no tables, no uh, books, no uh, uh, artwork on the walls, no sports equipment, just sitting on the floor with basic text, dirty toilets, conditions, uh, so you know, we've developed a hundred such spaces uh, into flourishing, uh, warm, uh, welcoming places that the children can call their own and, uh, and nurture themselves in the early years of their education. Uh, digital education uh, we've de- delivered uh, via smartphone devices during COVID. Uh, we ran a huge campaign that was support- supported by Uber and many corporates uh, across India. Uh, during this devastating last wave of COVID, uh, which was in many ways uh, one of the biggest humanitarian crises India's faced post-independence um, where, with people you, you know, unable to find hospital uh, to, to go into. We had you know, tens, if not hundreds, of people dying uh, during our relief effort, um, including our own CFO, Ronit Shah, who died in the process of that so you know it was a very real not a distance not like you know sitting in the west and doing charity work abroad it was the this was our team members at risk and our families and friends who got uh involved but uh it was a warlike situation and, uh, that you know people really came forward to help they gave their hearts they did you, you know a lot and it was a Uh, you know, really tremendous to be a part of uh, that service uh, and a blessing to help a few people uh, during a very difficult time. Um, Environment is a a very uh, key area that we're focusing on the awareness aspect of it, promoting uh, changes to lifestyle that can reduce the impact of the environment on the environment. We're at COP26 and we held a conference called Ahimsa and the Environment which was attended by COP President Alok Sharma and many other uh, prominent members of uh, uh, Indian Parliament, as well as uh, uh, Gandhi family, uh, shared their view. Um, so, you know, that, that's a conference we'd like to keep promoting the idea of Ahimsa. So I think that the words that you use were really nice. Indic conception, but universal application um, uh, really comes to mind. So those are some things. I, I think the campaigns are many. Uh, You know, from planting two million trees across the Sundarbans to food distributions in New York or London, uh, the outlets are many. And, you you know, it's like Sanatana Dharma itself. We uh, pride on the fact that this is organic. It's growing out of nature. You know, it's it's uh, growing out of people's hearts who want to come forward and help and grow these projects. So uh, across the UK, there's 11 food distributions a week where thousands of meals are distributed by all of the volunteers Uh, serving homeless, vulnerable, uh, families struggling for food. Uh, And it's just, for me, I just see it as an expression of love, Uh, the volunteers' expression of love, and uh, also prasad distribution. That It's not us doing this, that we just want to put as many spoons out there as we can, and the prasad should flow from those spoons in in all cities and all uh, countries of the world.
1: Well, in, in in many ways, the most impactful among us see themselves as instruments of something greater, and that is what powers them forth whatever that looks like in various fields in various orders of thought and reality um let me just clarify a couple things about the mechanics of the impact and then we'll venture into the wonderful world of indic thought um uh we we are at war there's a great war there's a couple three at least but the primary one affecting the anamaya kosha at least that the body is <laughs> um, is the is the is the the global pandemic and in times of war, dharma is most slippery and most important. And so it's a fascinating analog. The Kali Yuga is upon us. We are in the middle of a battle without question. Um, um, how do people uh, get involved? How do they support? Uh, one like what is the call to action for those who wish to get involved also tell us a bit about how this has been built up who has who, who are these many hands who have joined forces with you to realize this noble vision
2: uh, i think the few things you raised there i could probably speak about for an hour or two uh, but i'll try and be brief uh, because i do tend, tend to go on sometimes but uh, uh, my spiritual teacher ramdas have you heard of Ramdas? I have indeed. Yeah, great. So Ramdas uh, uh, said this wonderful quote, um, in in Kali Yuga, my work is love and compassion, and in Satyuga, my work is love and compassion. Uh, so you know, regardless of the condition, uh, our job is to love or feed or serve or and be happy that we are doing that work, regardless of the changing conditions around us. Uh, will still continue to do that work, and people often say to volunteers that hey, you did tremendous work during COVID period, but actually that work was also going on, uh, perhaps in a different way uh, pre-COVID. It's just that you know they might have to do more of it or. Um, Uh, it's more visible because the global attention or media is on that. So just this week, there's been 11 food distributions, but people perhaps have now slipped more into, you know, focusing on what they'll be watching on Netflix rather than, you know, the uh, uh, disaster situation uh, that could be arising in different places. So people's attention uh, is largely driven by media uh and um, when there is a crisis happening then they will look at what charities are and volunteer groups are doing in that way but otherwise i, I feel nothing stops you know we, we uh these are neem karoli bhava's word uh my guruji and he said uh love all feed all serve all that was you know a very simple uh message and uh, that's what we try to do every day in a very universal way Uh, The volunteers come from every background. Uh, We have Muslim volunteers, we have Jewish volunteers, we have atheist volunteers, we have uh, people from every country, every place, every race. Uh, And uh, we we come with an assumption uh, that we are all one, sabik. And sanatana dharma or dharma is universally applicable for all of us, as if gravity or uh, any other universal uh, idea uh, should be, we, we just come with that assumption. So uh, I, I think rather than, I really feel that, you know, Indic conception, as you say, or Indic thought or Sanatana Dharma has been put in a box by us as well as by Western traditions. And, and we see it through the framework of how uh, Western traditions might see themselves. But I feel like when I read what the Buddha wrote or when I read uh, ancient Jain texts, they spoke about Sanatana Dharma as well, that universal part, uh, which is applicable to all traditions. And I feel that you know, uh, we come with the assumption that Sanatana Dharma is all of us. It's all beings. It's all, including nature, all animals, the earth and everything. And that's our assumption. So we don't ask, is this for Hindus or is this for Buddhists and this for Christian or Muslim? We are all one as Maharaji would say. and uh, so our volunteers are very diverse, uh, often uh, from different places in the world, different traditions, some just purely from a business perspective that they've come in just to deliver uh, social action in a particular finite way and deliver, help us to deliver that, and others purely from a spiritual perspective that they've you know, studied yoga their whole life and this is their way that they want to express uh, service for a wider wider community.
1: And so how do individuals contribute or get involved?
2: So we have a, a, a GoDarmic app, uh, which is available by the uh, there's an advert there. Uh, for anybody that does want to volunteer, can uh, download that app from either the Apple Store or the Play Store, and uh, they can become a volunteer. And a volunteer coordinator will then reach out to them to find the most local group uh, that they can uh, become a part of and join, and you know, help to establish either food distributions or uh, volunteer in other ways. Like you know, it could be digital broadcasting, or it could be uh, finding ways to share messaging that you know is in line with promoting the ideas of Sanatana and Harman uh, and, and the core principles of Go um, They can also um, you know help online or offline. Could be either. Some people just want to help with a fundraiser. One uh, lovely gentleman, uh, we call him Janaka, but his name is Barry from Gudryan, Barry Gudrian from uh, uh, Netherlands. He ran a marathon across the Himalayas, and then he ran a marathon across the Antarctic for GoDarmic uh, to, to raise awareness during things. So, you know, it's not something I would easily pick to do, but uh, he, he that's ha- his expression of love and how he wanted to uh, raise awareness for the planets, uh, uh, for, for the environment, and to to kind of, uh, during World Leaders Day, COP26, he was running a marathon uh, across the Antarctic. So uh, very varied approaches to delivering social action, love, and compassion.
1: How did this get started? Um
2: so, I heard a Hanuman Chalisa from Krishna Das uh, many years ago and burst into tears. Like, I didn't have any interest in Hindu thought, spirituality. Uh, I was a trader working uh, in the financial markets in London and burst into tears, literally, uh, after hearing that, crying like a baby. And within three, day, three days, memorized that Chalisa, Hanuman Chalisa, and then found Ram Das, found out. Maharaji Nimkaroli Baba and Krishnadas told me many years that was your phone call. You know, you, know, you received Maharaji's phone call, and you know since then. Uh, and then you know, Go just started from the confluence of ideas with Dr. Nicholas Sutton, myself, uh, this Maharaji influence, and you know, being at a time where I felt that you know, a lot of our lives are driven by. Uh, the quest for artha, prosperity, and karma, pleasure, as opposed to dharma and moksha. Uh, I think there's a real imbalance, as perhaps somebody like myself who grew up in the West, everything was about either pleasure or prosperity and not so much about uh, responsibility, duty, family, um, uh, thinking about peace, Uh, or, you know, calmness, or love for all beings. This is not what they teach you in school in the West. And I feel that uh, there was that imbalance, and and GoDynamic was uh, a confluence of ideas out of the OCHS, Neem Karoli Baba, uh, what I felt young people needed. uh, And they really do, uh, I'm really uh, inspired by how young people can actually think on their own two feet uh, without leaning on tradition to think, hey, you, you know, why are we eating animals? Uh, how do we reduce the harm that we cause to the planet? And, you know, being at COP26 and seeing all these young people marching for the planet, uh, whereas my generation, probably previous generations are much more passive in their, in their uh, outspokenness towards uh, this huge crisis that we face. Uh, is really inspiring and and dharma in action. And I'd like to see more of that.
0: I don't know about you, but I'm very busy and I don't have a lot of time to cook. That's why I subscribe to Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie-smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These are two-minute meals... slash NBN50 to get 50% off.
1: Fascinating. So now we have a, a good sense of the genesis and the work of the organization and we now know how folks can get involved. Let's talk about the the overlay of as um as you say or perhaps as I said that you said the overlay of the Indic conceptions of, of Dharma. So on the one hand there seems to be no restriction, obviously, in terms of uh, whom you serve. It's whoever is in need. On the other hand, the very frame of it calls folks to a particular religious tradition and the theology, philosophy uh, thereof. One might make the argument that these values are universal insofar as compassion serving others one needs not read the gita or the the quran or the or the gospels of 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 jesus christ to have a sense of these values one could well make that argument when one is called to go dharmic is one also being called to be Indic in some way
2: one can be but that's an that's an optional uh, uh, aspect of whether you feel that that speaks to you and uh, whether that's your your call. I, I think Maharaji always said, sabik, you know, can't you see? It's all one. Uh, who are we to create any differences? You, you, you know, uh, so our job is to see God in every living being uh, and to see them in every way. And as soon as we start, you know, creating or seeing that difference or differentiating, then we are not doing our job uh, in that way. So, you know, for me, I don't uh, entertain uh, the question of difference. Uh, You you know, uh, I think um, Morgan Freeman said a a really interesting thing during the Black Lives Matter movement, and I think it was, and he said, well, this will all go away when you start referring to me as black, when you just see me as one. Just as a human being, and, uh, and and so I make that assumption with Sanatana Dharma that you know that it is all one, uh, there is no uh, difference between us. Uh, I, I don't want to see a difference between anybody, and therefore, uh, when we see each other as one global family, uh, that is the expression of uh, Indic thought. I think that that uh, w- way is there. And second thing, I feel like. This question only arises when we use a non-English terminology. Uh, If we use English wording, like if I called it uh, helpothers.com, nobody would say that, oh, you're using uh, anglicized uh, uh, thought to express your uh, uh, social service. But the fact that it uses Indic terminology, we raise a question and say, is this something which lends on uh, Indic thought? Why do we do that? Uh, it's, 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 it's a global expression. It's a normal thing. If somebody says dogood.com, they say, oh, there's a Christian uh, faith-based or, you, you know, westernized faith-based tradition. They just consider it a global tradition. So all of a sudden, I feel that rather than, you know, everything that is Anglicized is uh, usual, normal, acceptable for the world and everything that is Indic is somehow niche or, uh, you know, for a particular group. And I feel we don't need to do that anymore. You know, we just need to be, and everyone can enjoy that. Uh, and India is like, uh, has so much, to, so much to give to the world. And uh, I think Ramdas, when he was at Harvard, he's, he said this, you know, everybody at Harvard seems to be as neurotic as each other, <laughs> teaching psychology to one another. And India has the maps of consciousness for the world. And I just love that, you know, uh, we're all just neurotic as each other. Uh, let's uh, 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 find those maps and, and share them for the world's benefit.
1: So let's talk a little bit about these, uh, these publications that were co-authored with, uh, with Nick, with Dr. Nicholas Sutton. Um, let's maybe start about the most recent one. Because it directly pertains to you bursting into tears from that cosmic text message from hearing the Hanuman Chalisa <laughs> that was obviously shaktified, if you will, by someone's grace. And so tell us about this Moving Mountains.
2: So, Moving Mountains, uh, uh, Krishna Das has written a, a beautiful foreword for it. And um, it was Hanuman Chalisa that most impacted me. Uh, perhaps not even just the words of it, but the message within it or the, the, the carrying Shakti, as you like, uh, uh, through it. You know, it had that uh, emotional charge um, to give a lot of inspiration. And, and even today, millions of people chant that uh, text, which is not often studied within academia that much. It's not given so much airtime if we consider uh, you know, how many millions of people around the world chant Hanuman Chalisa, I feel is very uh, uh, underrepresented in terms of airtime on uh, academic study. Um, so, uh, I, and, and because it had so much of an impact and so many people know it, like uh, one of the things Nick spoke about in, in his talk on the Hanuman Chalisa, he said that um, when when he talks about the Gita, very people, very few people will even know a verse, you know, or two verses of the uh, the Gita. Uh, But as soon as he started on the Hanuman Chalisa, he said, I'm going to recite it. And everybody in the room was singing. You know, it was remarkable that even with all of the trauma of what Hinduism has faced over the last thousand years, we have texts that complete groups of people will know uh, and and carry forward. And and that Chalisa, I really wanted to uh, find the heart of it. Uh, And so
1: so is it does it consist of a translation a, a commentary a synopsis your renditions so what is what is the, the the nature of the publication
2: so it's different it differs from the first two publications uh, that we did uh, me and nick have an extraordinary friendship connection so much love and the first two books we
1: spoke like krishna and arjuna there's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: There's so much love, you, you know, and uh, in the first two books, we really spoke as one voice. You, you know, we uh, wrote the verses together. We uh, decided on what would go in. And, and it was literally one voice, uh, but two authors uh, contributing. In this book, we separated uh, and uh, we wanted to give two contrasting uh Views. So we have a translation, we have the text, we have a transliteration, and then we have uh, Nick's thoughts, uh, which uh, perhaps lean more to giving uh, more like the Oxford Centre for Hindu Studies courses, a slightly more uh, academic viewpoint, um, and and still with a still directing towards Dharma because that's what Hanumanji represents. Uh, working for dharma in the world and then from my verses uh, much more about Maharaji Neem Karoli Baba much more about the tradition of Hanuman and uh, my personal bhakti towards Hanumanji and Ram uh, and how that expresses itself but at the same time we both meet in terms of that we come to social service and love.
1: I, uh, I just find it fascinating for a number of reasons Thankfully, I I, I tend not to interrupt my interviewees and and I don't uh, share all the thoughts that fire in my brain. But a number of things come to me as you're speaking. One is that that uh, sambanda that is that that connection that that two people can have uh, co-authors, um, uh, whatever. I mean, a number of fields. It's 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 quite lovely when it when it's clear that you know a child is authored by two parents. Um, Uh, But what's fascinating to me is hearing the, the, the very intelligent division of labor between yourself and Nick, because I find that happening in myself when I'll do academic teaching at the OCHS or in credit places, and there may be a question about spirituality, and then we'll code switch and say, well, tradition says this or I'll teach at my online school and we are teaching in the modality of wisdom, transmission, wisdom teachings, sort of, you know, the spiritual value utility of this, but then we'll switch and say, well, no, Hanuman Chalisa was from this period, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's fascinating to see it done (laughs) probably more elegantly by two separate people, but this code switching is something that just day in and day out for me and it's it's nothing that i can fully reconcile but i think both both sides are crucial absolutely crucial
2: yeah i appreciate you sharing that uh, because i think um the the, the switch that you may see between academia and spiritual uh lenses uh is sitting with two versions of you which you should both love uh ramdas used to say to me i love you as a Uh, father, I love you as a husband, I love you as a teacher, I love you as a a leader, in all of these different roles. And I feel like I'm a Westerner, at the same time, I'm Indian, at the same time, I'm Hindu, at the same time, I'm all of these and none of these. And, you know, being comfortable with all of these different perspectives is okay.
0: You're
1: a child of the global village, indeed. Um, (laughs) No, this 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 crucial I love what you say about the, the textured nature of the human complex and the aspects of self that need to cooperate. Uh, and this tension is particular in that the academic lens pertains to what we can observe empirically through history, what what happened in the material realm and how do we make sense of it through culture, right? Um, and the spiritual realm the spiritual lens. For me, in particular, it has to do with the inner life, states of awareness, insights, um, 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 life wisdom, how to make meaning of what's happening on the ground, and I think I think they're both crucial. I think it's challenging to bring them together. I think there are those who are quite spiritual, but they may or may not struggle with the with the um, 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 scholarly side of things, and there are those who are quite scholarly and and uh, spirituality or spiritual thinking might be a struggle and so i find it quite fascinating that you you both commented on this book i want you to expand on a particular point you made in passing you know hanumanji is all about dharma Uh, you know why don't you expand that bija for us
2: yeah i think um as devotees of neem karoli many people used to consider neem karoli as a a form of Hanuman, uh, you, you know, and uh, many Westerners came to him, whether it's Steve Jobs or my, so many uh, uh, Westerners have traveled to the Kenji Ashrams, like Mark Zuckerberg, Julia Roberts, all these different Westerners. Even Ramdas himself left Harvard and sat touching Maharaji's feet for the next two years. And uh, one of the Westerners came up to him and asked, uh, how can I raise my Kundalini? I want to raise my Kundalini. Uh, and Maharaji gave him, the answer go and feed the poor and they, they were like food what would you mean i want to you know have some special mantra or some technique that's going to uplift my uh, kundalini and he's telling me to go and feed the poor uh and it was a i, I really look at that and think he's trying to take the change the question you, you know take it it's not about you uh fight i the angara uh, can you relieve that by serving others and giving the others. And I, and I think Hanumanji does everything in service. You know, his example uh, is so relevant, even if you're an atheist today in the world, to see that level of selflessness and giving and uh, service. And uh, I just love that at the end of the Ramayanas, particularly in uh, Ram when uh, Sita Mata is giving the uh, gifts to everybody. And... Uh, he's given this jeweled necklace and he's chewing it uh, uh, and and Lakshman is laughing and asking him, what what are you doing? Why why are you chewing this necklace? And he says, I can't find the names of Sita and Rama in that necklace. And then um, uh, he he laughs and says, do you have it inside your body? Why don't you eat your own body? And then he rips that in that famous image that we have of Hanumanji with his uh, chest open and God within. Uh, That just speaks volumes to me and uh, i think his his example of somebody who's lost himself in love lost himself in service uh in devotion to god and uh, and expressing that in many different ways so like moving mountains we all know that famous biblical phrase that you know if you had faith you'd move mountains and then you have this example of hanuman you're going he's not a doctor he's not a uh uh, a medic uh he, he doesn't know how to cure lakshman uh but he goes and picks up the entire mountain and brings it and and, and this is godarmic right like this is we may not know the answer to every question or solve every problem uh poverty is a complex issue feeding a child isn't right like you know we we're gonna we're gonna pick up the mountain and bring it and if we can do something we will try our best to if we have the grace and the fortune and blessing to do that service we
1: should and you certainly seem to be moving mountains in terms of the relief that you're providing through godarmic and it certainly seems to be powered by um, faith or devotion at the very least so it's it's a fascinating um <laughs> metaphor for what you are doing with your uh, humanitarian work there is this um it's a book i've done a couple of academic books and i've just finished one for the public and it's about stories you know the, the ancient puranas uh, epics um it's called uh what is it called i should know the name of my own book the stories behind the poses so <laughs> it's, um, it's so we talk about the the, the stories behind uh, 50 yoga asanas and there's this pose called um hanuman pose And the pose is the the, the practitioner is essentially in splits, sometimes with Anjali Mudra. And it's a story of how on earth could he cross the ocean to find Sita? I mean, he was at this impasse, but through his faith, he took this flying leap and powered by the the faith, he actually was able to traverse the ocean and and land. So you're... (laughs) There are all these fascinating vignettes wow. uh, I just
2: uh... I'd love to read it
1: yeah so would I at some point I think it'll be <laughs> I think it'll be out in the spring um, it's my first uh, non-academic book it's for more of a uh, practitioner crowd particularly yoga practitioners uh, but nevertheless it, it retells 50 vignettes from the puranas and the epic so it might be of use to anyone who really wishes to study such things but just i couldn't help but call to mind the image of literally of (laughs) hanuman asana while you were talking so um in terms of the book who do you think would most benefit from the book who's the book for
2: i think um I think thousands of people around the world, particularly from Krishna das's uh, Kirtan, as well as many Kirtan uh, people who have attended Kirtan's uh, across the Western world, have uh, come into contact with the Hanuman Chalisa. Uh, I think many of them would find it interesting because they found so much love from the text, from singing it, but not necessarily meditating upon the words or understanding those words. Uh, there is a a big audience of people who uh, may find that interesting. And uh, I think also s- millions of people have come into touch with uh, the the idea of Hanuman around the world. And this Chalisa about giving us so much energy. So I think anybody who wants to uh, understand selflessness, understand uh, how to serve in the world, uh, can look at a book like this and, you know, uh, understand how uh, the Indic conception of the most wonderful selfless servant uh, and uh, superhero uh, and uh, and saint and uh, uh, God acting in the world for positive social change and action can, can derive so much inspiration from that. So uh, I think um, with all three of these books, often we haven't written them For any particular person in mind we've almost wanted to study that and wanted to share that uh, and then you know just produced it so uh, the the pearls of wisdom from hinduism was like you know people don't have time to study all these texts let's compile key verses that we feel very powerful and inspirational and bring them together in a sanatana dharma sangraha so that people can read and memorize a few verses at least and carry them forward and Maybe plant the seeds for future exploration. Uh, such with this Chalisa, maybe people will explore the Ramcharitmanas after the, the Chalisa and uh, can can really dive deep into the ocean of Rama's love and uh, uh, in, in a way which inspires them to help others love or feed or serve or after.
1: Is there anything else that you wish we'd touch on regarding the books or the mission?
2: Uh, well, one other book actually that is in progress, uh, which has been um, something I found incredibly difficult to to work on, um, is a book called Be Yourself. Uh, In the series of Ram Dass' books, uh, Be Love Now, uh, Be Here Now, um, I had a series of conversations with Ram back in 2014 uh, and uh, at his home in uh, Maui. And we explored the Upanishads. And we wanted to show that universal relevance for being yourself. But uh, so, so that is something that I've been uh, working hard on uh, and looking for inspiration to be able to bring that uh, to present. So uh, I think books are really important. The work that you're doing is wonderful and uh, and deeply appreciate everything that comes out of the OCHS, you know, it's just such a blessing for this planet. Um, And uh, Uh, And in whatever little way we can contribute towards that we want to, uh, if it helps to establish Dharma, whether it's academic or whether it's uh, spiritual, in the end, uh, both should work for the benefit of all living beings and uh, uh, create flourishing and joy and happiness for all uh, as 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 the ending in mind
1: beautiful i think that's a lovely uh thought to end on so thank you for appearing on the podcast today
2: thank you so much uh raj i really appreciate your time and all of your efforts and work in this way
1: my pleasure for those of you listening once again i'm your host dr raj balker and we've been speaking with hanuman das the chairman and founder of go um just go to godharmic.com and you'll find ways to participate and you'll certainly learn more about the impactful humanitarian work that's being done there um, powered by indic conceptions of virtue and the like until next time stay safe stay sane keep listening um, and keep contemplating the power of dharma take care